millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What were you doing in lockdown? I was watching K-drama and eating noodles. What were you doing? Where's my babes? What were you doing? Which babes is going to come and sweep me in my DMs? Welcome to That Would Bang Podcast, a podcast where film and TV reviews meet fan fiction. I'm your co-host Patricia. And I'm your co-host Dedesi. And we hope you enjoy the show. If you like the sound of our beautiful voices, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. This episode is spoiler free, so relax. We've got you guys. Hello everyone, welcome to That Would Bang Podcast, a podcast where film and TV, Patricia, stop That was this. so chipper, oh my god. So as I meant to be, hello everyone. Your voice just switched. I'm a bit nervous now. <laughs> hello everyone, welcome to That Would Bang, Patricia, stop. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's because it sounded like you deliberately toned it down as well. Oh really? Because I yeah. did, I did tone it down, you're laughing at me. I'm just going to close my eyes. Hey guys, hey <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to... No. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of That Would Bang Podcast, a podcast where film and TV reviews meet fan fiction. My name's Adesi. And I'm Patricia. I want to know, Patricia, how have you been? What's good? What's new? Well, tomorrow I'm going to see Hairspray in the theatre with my friends, which is exciting because I actually haven't been to the theatre. It must be two years now. So, Patricia. I know. I know. And I actually love going to the theatre. So, and I've never seen Hairspray as well. So I'm excited to see that. Wait, um, no, have you seen the movie? Literally not seen anything. Oh my God. So, so the reference, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm happy for you. So maybe I might go to the theatre, see Hairspray and then like watch the movie after and just like compare it. I don't know. But that's what I'm going to see. One of my friends has seen it before. So she's just going again because she loves it. So I feel like that's a good sign. And Wednesday, you're in limbo about this work thing. It's kind of like this company social. So it's like the summer party, even though summer has been and gone. But that's where it is. And the whole company is going to be there. So I kind of want to go to that. But also there's that Reggie 8 screening as well. So I'm just like, would be really good to go to that as well. Get some extra content for the pod. Yeah. So I'm just going to have to figure that one out, to be honest. Well, I've deeped that it's very easy for us. We're on the press list now, guys. Guys, we've made it. I can't even lie. On the press list, like, we get we get sent emails for a lot of things. So... Who are we? In all honesty, if you really... If we wanted to go to other things, there are other things and plenty of other things that we could do together. Well, even if I don't go, definitely go, because I know how much you love Reggie 8, so... I mean, it would be exciting to see his film as well that's supposed to be premiering. I watched the trailer, the snippet, and it didn't give anything away. They were just dancing. So I was like, bro, is this musical? I'm not sure how I feel about musicals. Well, the guys were just dancing, and it's like, artistic. I was just like, okay, so... We'll see. It's called Pirates, but I don't think it's got anything to do with the Deep Blue Sea. 
I think it's got to do with like radio or something. <laughs> to be fair, when I heard that title, I just automatically think of Pirate Studio. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that. I thought it was about like thought, war- warlords or something. <laughs> Not oh, warlords. Bear, bear with. Hello, mum. She's next door. That's what my mum would do. No, do you know what she used to do? She used to bang, like, so if she's upstairs, she'd bang the floor like keep banging it repetitively and then all of us downstairs would just pretend like we didn't hear but she'd just get louder and louder and louder until someone was so frustrated that they had to come up like what she's like can you move me some tea why didn't you text that why well that would actually get on my nerves because you know what it is like as i get older i hate unnecessary noise so if you're just banging i'm gonna shout and then i'm bo- we're both gonna get in trouble so it's just a bit long exactly exactly so there was that you guys could be having the time of your life you just hear him banging you're like oh gosh he's going, he's going upstairs he- he's facing the wrath today's episode is another minisode And in this minisode, we're going to talk about Black British content, as well as the shows that we think are overrated. I felt like when we said we were going to do overrated shows that I would have so many, but actually I found it quite hard to think of overrated shows, but I feel like there are a lot out there. I think so. I think it's one of those things that you have to be in the moment and you have to be watching when everyone's hyping about something, then be like, is this really Mm. that good? Is this really that good? Also, sometimes we're so used to accepting peer pressure. When everyone says something's good, you two think it's good. And you have to be wondering, is it is it good or am I just being told it's good? Last Friday, can we talk about Black to Front? I honestly, it just felt so surreal that it existed and that it just happened on a Friday because I don't think we've ever seen anything like that before on TV. It's just so unprecedented. But I just thought it was amazing. And I feel really envious of the people that watched it from the beginning of the day to the end of the day because obviously I was working so I couldn't really watch things like the big breakfast and all the other things that were like scheduled throughout the day but I did watch High Life um which is a kind of what is it called it's like a docu so it's like it's like Men Chelsea but for young ambitious black British Nigerian yeah so I watched that and that's got like Tony Tone in it um, and some of her family it's got Camille Benicia Batang yeah. she is so beautiful she is very beautiful, very, very Her beautiful. face is unreal. She's the definition. She looks like Ghana, though. Like, she actually looks like Ghana. I'm so dead. But she <laughs> like, where are you from? You Ghana, though. Ghana. Have you seen, you know the TikTok girl? Like, where are you from? Ghana, Ghana, Ghana. I, I don't know the place. I've never heard of it. Ghana, 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 Ghana. Have you seen her? I've actually never <laughs> She's basically one girl who fits on this, like, fresh Ghanaian accent. And she always pretends like she's from America. Is her name, like, Ajua? Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, TikToks Ghana, Ghana, so Ghana, 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 Ghana. <laughs> Okay, I actually have seen it. She's so funny. So yeah, Benicia, very beautiful girl. She was in that. And do you know what? I thought I was going to go into it and enjoy it. And I actually did. I found it a very easy watch. And then after that, watch Big Age. And then I think there was like some sort of chat show thing that was coming on after. And that has ZZ Mills and um, Yinka. But to be honest... I saw how they kind of introed that and I was like, this is really not for me. I don't get why they were rounding off black to front because they started with the whole situation with Terry Crews um, saying that, you know, if we're really divisive on racial matters, it's going to lead to black supremacy. Um, And that kind of led to people inferring things where he was suggesting um, all lives matter when people used to say, because this happened in the midst of the Black Lives Matter movement taking off last year. So they started with that and I was like, why would you after a whole day of like really positive 
kind of black creativity and it on that note so I kind of had to log that off I'm not gonna lie but I did really enjoy high life and some of big age what were your thoughts on black to front to be honest I was out on that day I was I was out I was chilling with my old work colleagues he had a little catch up so I was catching up on black to front when I got home and on the Saturday I found it what did I find you know what because I knew it was coming from a few months back because um, I was working TV development, so we pitched quite a few shows to go through on it. And it's just interesting seeing what was actually commissioned and what wasn't commissioned. I think as a concept, it's a good start, a good idea. I don't think that putting us on for one day in a year is how oh, we no. change things. Yes, the black British population are watching because we make up 3% of the UK population, but the rest of the country isn't. So I think I a way to infuse it is by mixing it in with normal programming. And I really do appreciate, like I think the effort and the concept and the idea is beautiful. I think there's a way of doing it so that it's sustainable rather than we've put all these black shows on it didn't get the views, we're not gonna do it again. And that's my fear. No, I definitely hear what you're saying, to be honest. I think it would be, I think for the most part, everyone's enjoyed it, but I think everyone also understands that it needs to have con continuity and longevity. I think it would be a shame to kind of see all of this and then just have it end there and we just never move forward from this point. I think what I like about it is that we had the chance to kind of see what was really out there and what, our community can really deliver in terms of like creativity right down from like you know reality tv to like romance comedy right down to the adverts i think it was just nice to see that thrive on the one day mm. but i think now that it's come to the forefront and we've just seen kind of all the talent out there i think it would just be great to keep pushing that forward 100%. because i think someone tweeted that the reason why it was so nice to see black to front is that it wasn't so much about talking, it was just the result of doing. And I yes, think- Yes, exactly, that, I agree. Yeah, I think that definitely resonated with me because a lot of the time these companies, these corporations, they like to do all of this chit chat and then like 10 years from now, nothing changes. But I just think it was just nice to have that day to enjoy. But I do hear what you're saying. I think it would be so great for that to kind of continue and for everyone to keep engaging. And also from people outside of the British, black British community to engage with it as well. I want to give them their flowers because to do that is a very bold move for the channel in general. And I think whoever worked behind the scenes and when you see like the behind the scenes, like Big Breakfast and you see all black or predominantly black camera crews, I'm telling you, it's not normal. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm so used to being the only black person on set. I'm so used to being and like, the only black person or when you see black people, they're very low in positions. You don't see them as directors. You don't see them as producers, as APs, as other positions. So it's really beautiful to see. And I actually wanna, I do wanna give them credit because it's a big, no one else has done it. But it makes you think like, where was all of this before? Like, if you could do it for one day, then like, where's it been previously? It's a bit, I think if anything, it kind of exposes really the lack of inclusion in these industries. Like why? The people are clearly there. Regarding the shows that were put on, Big Age, not Big Age, sorry, High Life. I think that was amazing. I think- It was good, in it? The energy was good. Like it has the potential to be a made in Chelsea. Like if they stick at it and really believe in the show, High Life can do very well. And I think it represents a lot of the, even though like the Black British community isn't, I wouldn't say everyone fits in that tax bracket. I'd say a lot of people are aspiring and they still act within like, 
even though they don't fit in that tax bracket, a lot of people act like they're in it, essentially. And I feel like it sums up. <laughs> she said it's posing. Lo- it's posing. People are posing, but it sums up what a lot of people want to be. And I think it's a good, I think it's really good. Like the whole being ambitious aspect and young and black. It's interesting. And Cuppy, I look at Cuppy, I look at her pink house. I think it's this. She was the only one in that show that I was just like, I don't even understand what's going on with you and your friend. Like... I felt like, okay, he's moving a bit mad, but it was just the throwing of the drink. And I was like, girl, if you're going to throw that drink, you've got to throw it like you mean it. She no, but she did it on his shirt. That's how the rich people think different. I would have thrown it on his face. She was like, yeah. no, I need, to, I need to stain that shirt. He can never wear it again. Can't I never take it to the dry cleaners. No way. <laughs> no, but that guy, his energy was off, like from the get-go. Like, you went on Nigeria Big Brother. He's like, I went in with 2,000 followers. I came out with 1.2. The way he like, said that, I was like, all right, clap for yourself. Like, exactly. I was like, relax, bro. Relax. And I was like, to be honest, out of both of your parents, I know Copy's dad. I know Copy's family. And you I don't do. know Ufa. Not personally. Oh. Not per- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sis. <laughs> don't go. Before someone explains me, like, who are you? Oh, my God. No, I'm what saying. No, in regards to names, like, I know of the Otedolas, like, I know they're big people. This boy has been talking, he keeps announcing who his dad is, like, no one knows you, bro, so just just relax, sit down, it's okay. Yeah, and then Camille and um, Tony T- I imagine? can't believe they met in lockdown, That's vibed, and got married. Look at our age rate. What were you doing in lockdown? I was watching K-drama and eating noodles. What were you doing? Where's my babes? What were you doing? Which babes is gonna come and sweep me in my DMs? Your counterparts were DMing the man. <laughs> they were DMing him. You, you were sitting there waiting. I can't believe it. People out here really making life moves in the pandemic. I came to the sad realization that I feel that in the pandemic, a lot of my counterparts, age mates, friends, acquaintances they all just decided to move on with their lives within this whole 18 month period and I feel like I went and discovered my inner 14 year old by finding like <laughs> by watching all by watching all these like k-dramas and discovering all these different noodles and eating all this like listening to music and learning to paint and stuff I was just learning I was, I was so happy no, in my bedroom and I credit yourself out, I, that's stuff to be happy about. When you come out and your age rates are getting proposed to, what was I doing? You were living your best life. You were doing things that you love to do. I was playing games and I've opened my eyes and everyone's grown with engagement rings on their hands. <laughs> to be fair, there's been a lot of engagements in this lockdown. Do you feel like with these shows, like people feel the need to overcompensate this? Because sometimes I feel, do you feel like there's a pressure to be like, we are black and we are African? So you feel like you've got to throw in the accents, you've got to throw in the lingo, you've got to throw in so much just to do that signalling. Yes, and I think it's just like, I think it's a combination of, I think it's three things, three things. I think one is the, I'm black British, let me emphasise that I'm black British and in that, I'm going to say, in it, bruv, I'm going to say, yes, sis, I'm going to say a bunch of things that I don't feel like we do too much. I think a lot of it is Twitter. I don't think it's real life conversations. Secondly, I think that 
um, because we haven't seen ourselves represented on screen often, we feel we carry the weight and the burden of having to do it with your one show. And I think that translates into the third point I was saying is you're thinking about black Twitter when you're writing. So like for me as well, I've actually had the burden, like I was talking when we were, when we were doing a writer's room, I had the burden of like, guys, what will black Twitter say about this? And then we got to a point like, we have to think, don't write for black people, just write yeah, you just a show. And it'll resonate. Because <laughs> if it's natural, then it's natural and it works. 100%. 100%. But when you're trying to do people pleasing, it's just never going to be a good mix. And also, Twitter is so volatile. They think one thing one day and then something the other. Like, it's not even something that you even want to consider when you're writing exactly. these things. I just think exactly. you don't get cancelled. But at the same time, you could get cancelled for anything. I, I think overall, I am just really happy about Black to Front. It was really, And whoever came up with that, that name, Black to Front, Chef's kiss. You need a raise immediately. I wanted to ask you about High Life. High, oh, High Life Romance. High Life Romance. And do you know it was actually done um, in collaboration with ACAST for London Film Fe- London Podcast Festival. I didn't know. High Life is an amazing, amazing audio play. I loved it. It was so beautifully written. It's basically an audio play. And for everyone who doesn't know, let me actually tell you what an audio play is, then I'll tell you what the show is. So an audio play is basically, it's like a table read that we watch live and all the actors are there, but there's sound effects. So it's a bit like our podcast, but live essentially so just pray guys one day TWB will have audio play in Jesus name amen 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 (laughs) (laughs) so High Life Romance is a story about a British Ghanaian girl who goes to Ghana for December and she falls in love with a local boy he's a musician and he's basically trying to chirps her win her heart but she's a bit she's a bit of a stush like London girl and like Ghanaian men they just tend to if they fall in love they fall hard and they want to give their whole life and everything (laughs) It can be quite melodramatic. As in, the guy was so dramatic, he's like, I'm going to die without you. Like, that kind of life. Like. <laughs> and it was so funny. And the reason I loved it was, one, I think the writer, Jacob Mentor, he captured both sides and both cultures so well. Like, the British, he got the British well the Ghanaian he did the Ghanaians well and like he did like the international Ghanaian students like everyone was so beautiful and everything was so well the way it flowed like I laughed I got there late because I got there late because the train driver took a wrong turn in so the, the train, train that driver she had to... exactly how exactly. does the train driver take a wrong turn guys why do I have a story time <laughs> Why do I have story time for you? Azizi, what is your life? Every day you come on this mic and you tell us a story and it's just like, why did this happen to you? I have another story time. Guys, the journey was meant to take me 30 minutes on the train from my station to London King's Cross. Even the fact that it was in London King's Cross was a blessing because I was like, wow, nothing's ever there. Go London King's Cross, get there. Meant to get there 15 minutes early. I'm on the train and the train just stops. And I'm thinking... We need to move. And then the thing goes wrong. Ding, ding. And he's like, yeah, guys, uh, sorry, the signal was wrong. And like, we just went the wrong way. Um, we're going to have to, I don't really know. We're going to have to wait for the signal to come back. So the signal comes back. Then the driver now comes out of the seat. I see he walk past me. He has to walk all the way down to the other side of the train to drive the train backwards. <laughs> oh, my days. So then he reverses the train. He reverses the train about... This took about 20 minutes. He reverses the train about five centimetres. And then he has to walk all the way back to drive the train forward. 
It wasn't long. It was literally just a... Because <laughs> literally, it's like the track split and he went the wrong way. So he had to go back. He had to walk all the way back the train. And the train was long. And I watched this man go up and down. <laughs> and then he's like, sorry, guys. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then <laughs> he now enters. He's like, yep, yeah, uh, we've just oh corrected the God. signal. <laughs> I was meant to get killing me. Oh my god! <laughs> I was meant to get there 15 minutes early. I got there 30 minutes late, and I was so upset because I missed the beginning of it. But even though I arrived there late, I was literally there within the first two minutes of me sitting down. I understood what was going on, and I was laughing. Like it was actually so funny. If they made it into a film or something, I think it could be a rom com that many many people would like, no matter where you're from. I mean, the way you've described it, it just sounds so good. And I'm really so sad to have missed it, but I wonder if there's, cause I know he has a podcast. And so I think I'll just listen to it to get a feel for it. But I just, I'm almost hoping that there's another opportunity for it to be kind of like performed. When I tell you from the casting, to the writing, to delivery, to even the, cr- to the crowd, like, the crowd made that show. And even though like, there's a lot of Ghanaians in the crowd and I'm clearly not Ghanaian. I, I can't even lie. It was making me want to be like, oh, I feel like saying like, chale, I like chale. watch it. Like, oh, they- <laughs> Stop, not watch it. Oh my God. It just made me want to do a little Azonto like when I was you're in the crowd. so like- funny. <laughs> the way you're describing the vibe is reminding me of when I went to see the Barbershop Chronicles. Yes, I yes, literally... And I went to see that twice in the space of like four days. So, you wow. know, <laughs> me and Chloe like literally like went on like a Friday or something. And then we were just like, should we go again on Monday? And then we just went again. Um, but the way you're describing the atmosphere is just really reminding me of the barbershop because it was just so immersive. And because it was yes. like one of those round theatres, it's kind of like everyone is kind of like together. If Jacob Mensah makes another one, I'm telling you, we're going and we are going to support it 100%. The guys Absolutely. are talented. I feel like we have been gisting. It was very good gist though. It was a good chat. Um, Serious gist. But <laughs> we should probably get into the minisode and discuss what these overrated shows are going to be for our Hall of Shame, as Odessi put it. No, 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 no. I don't want a Hall of Shame. I don't want a Hall of Shame, guys. <laughs> it's not a Hall of Shame. This is subject to personal opinion. You can contest it. No, it is a Hall free. of Shame, guys. Forget I don't want anything said. pinned onto me. My first overrated show... It's just going to be the Big Bang Theory. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. The thing is, yeah, I can't even sit here <laughs> and give you extensive reasoning because I've only watched, like, a handful of episodes ever. I hear you, I hear But you. it's just annoying that every time you have to be of a certain intellect to understand what's going understand the jokes. And I'm just like, I don't think it's really groundbreaking stuff. I don't think it's that funny. I don't think it's that clever. And I don't think it's that interesting. But I feel like it's one of those E4 shows that is just, it's not banging. When you had things like Misfits, the IT crowd, the in-betweeners, and now you want to put the Big Bang Theory in the same but sphere. But that thing got, it had so many seasons, like so many seasons. How many are we talking? I think it was like 13. Yeah, 12 seasons. Yeah, I can't lie. I've just never really enjoyed I the show. You. I hear you. So the first show I'm going to say is a show we've talked about on the podcast. And... It is called Emily in Paris. I had a feeling that you were going to drop this in. Because I don't understand why, why, why this show set so many records in the world. I don't understand why this was groundbreaking when she was just an annoying American girl who went to Paris and did not understand social culture or anything. 
she didn't attempt to learn the language. She, I'm just so confused. Do you know what, yeah? I was gonna ask, do you like ever wonder why certain shows really take off as much as they do? Because I felt like I logged onto Twitter one day and everyone was like, Emily in Paris, Emily in Paris, Emily in Paris. And everyone was talking about it. I don't know if it was because we were just like in lockdown and everyone is was just like- That is 100% right. If Emily in Paris was released now or released in 2019, I don't think the reaction would have been the same. But then that's why I'd say like, like when you release a show, you just have to pray that the, the times, the circumstances are favoring you. Because don't get me wrong, it's a, it's not a bad show and it's not bad, but I was just thinking, how did this hype come? Like what, what, come, what caused it? But then do you know what? I used to feel that way about um, Never Have I Ever, which is the Mindy Kaling show, I season one. But then I watched season two, I watched season two and I'm vibing with it a lot more. Like, I'm like, you know what? You deserve the flowers. And I think that happens with a lot of season twos of shows. Like, it's very good. Yeah, even though Davy in season two is a chaotic she mess. She was chaotic from season one, mate. I think what I loved about Never Have I Ever, though, is the fact that the protagonist is so imperfect. I'm very much into shows, books, whatever, where you don't necessarily have to love the protagonist because I just feel like it just makes for more interesting TV when you're kind of just like so frustrated by what they do or you're cringing and stuff like that. I just think it makes it a lot more compelling and it makes the characters just feel a lot more human as well. When you were saying never, um, not never have it ever, sorry, Emily in Paris is overrated. It did make me think of another show and that's Bridgerton. Is Is this what we call a honeymoon? Pacing around our separate rooms. Running. Did you not hear that riff though? Running. It's the fact that you paused to really load that note. You were just like, this is gonna hit. They're gonna they're gonna love this. I think it hit I think it hit pretty well to be honest. I, I this is overrated, I fear. I fear it is overrated. Um I think it was great, I enjoyed it. It was a ori- mm, original, maybe not, just because we've seen the kind of like because we've seen Gossip Girl, Pretty Little Liars that kind of storyline thing. The reason why I feel like it must be overrated is because now that Simon is no longer going to be in it, why do I not care about this show? Am I just thirsty? I feel Shonda Rhimes has a lot of power in this world, you know? I hope she does not step on my neck. I think Shonda has a way of pulling things out the bag every time. She, no, but she has a good catalogue of shows. Like she's obviously just a wizard. A lot of shows struck the lockdown lottery, like Lupin and- and like Bridgerton and Emily in Paris and what else came out? Even, I think, yeah, everything that came out last year struck the lockdown lottery. Normal people. I tried to watch episodes of Normal People and I was just like, I don't understand what this is. And also apparently it's very sexual. Normal People is just literally two awkward Irish teenagers having sex at different stages in their lives. And everyone was like, it's so emotive. And I was like, okay. Just going off that BBC vibe. Fleabag. Yeah, I I really did try. I tried so hard, but the humor was not connecting with me. I think it's one of those shows that, even though it's not necessarily my cup of tea, I have to give her her flowers, man. I can understand why she hit what she hit, if that makes sense. That's the same thing with like, initially like with chewing gum. I wouldn't necessarily choose to watch it, but I understand why they hit what they hit. If it's your cup of tea, it's your cup of tea. But like, for example, Killing Eve, Phoebe Waller-Bridge still wrote that and bro. Killing Eve is great. I feel like now that you've put it side by side with Chewing Gum, like I really appreciate that. And with a lot of these shows, I'm very happy to be proven wrong. Like Mm. if I end up loving it, then I end up loving it. Do you know what I mean? Fleabag, I was struggling to connect. I just don't think it's my type of humor, but Chewing Gum, even before like 
I feel like it's gone through a resurgence again now, obviously off the back of I May Destroy You, everyone's going back to find her old work. But I remember being like in sixth form or maybe first year of uni and watching that and just loving it. I think what I like about those, seeing Michaela and seeing Phoebe's journeys is that you see them at different stages in their lives and like how their work differs, the different things. And I think it's a good reflection of how writers like grow and change. But then even as this episode is progressing, I'm starting to think that we're not really saying overrated shows. I think we're just saying shows that we don't really vibe with. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think the only overrated show that you really um, brought to the table was Emily in Paris. That was for sure exactly. overrated. I think that's the thing. Like, does overrated really exist? I think it's just all subjective. I don't have any more un- overrated shows. Do you have any more to bring to the table? I'm going to keep it inside. No, go on. No. This is It's a safe space. It's not. Speak now, not. forever hold your peace. I'm forever holding my peace. I'm so curious about what you were going to put in there. I bet it's something that I love. Of I course it is. something that I love. Is it Land of Duty? I don't care about that show. Oh, somehow that's more hurtful <laughs> than you calling it overrated. <laughs> somehow. I watched, the only, the only <laughs> way I watched Land of Duty was through watching Gogglebox. Every time a Gogglebox, it would just tell me what happened in the next episode. So I knew what was going on. I don't think I needed to watch it. I don't really care for the police no, like that. No, but you need the drama. <laughs> you need the little intricacies that make it so I much got, better. I got the intricacies from the Gogglebox episode because there was one lady that every episode she'd have a notepad and she'd be trying to work out <laughs> who hitches. Exactly. She, oh, 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 she'd be writing different things down. It'd be so funny. So I feel like I understood. Hundred percent. Gogglebox is an underrated show for people who have not watched it. I know yeah. a lot of the British public have watched it, but Gogglebox, such a simple concept, has. So funny. <laughs> I want to be on Gogglebox. No, honestly, Gogglebox. I think it's a talent to even be on that show. And like even things like when people who were cast members on the show pass away, like you actually feel it because oh. you feel like you know them. Every every time we talk about really quintessentially British things, I'm like, who is doing TV like the British? I think no, that's but a you big know, like, <laughs> Spanish-speaking countries have their telenovelas. They know how to do drama and stuff. So I'm not even discrediting that. But there's something about British TV. Maybe it's just reality TV specifically. It's like yes, when you go on those that, meme pages and you're just like, wow, this makes me yes. so proud to be British. Exactly. Even like, to be honest, I agree. Even when I saw on TikTok, some people choreographed a dance to the Come Down With Me theme tune. <laughs> And I was like, first of all, the vibe was sick because y'all hit every beat. Secondly, I was like, I can't, when the Americans jump on board, they wouldn't even know why they're dancing. They wouldn't even know what they're dancing to. But come down with me, iconic. Even Gemma Collins. Gemma Collins deserves a bigger platform. I just want to be me. JC style, you know? I think think we've come to a a decent close. I don't even think we we really came to any conclusions <laughs> like that and i'll be curious to know what other people's overrated shows are okay so that is it for today's episode we really hope you enjoyed it and if you did join the twb family by following us on twitter and instagram and tiktok at the twb pod but let us know if you agree with our overrated shows or tweet us message us about what you think your overrated shows are but yeah don't forget to leave a rating or review Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen to your pods. But you can follow me at double underscore PDVR. And you can follow me at Adi Adesi, as in A-D-D-I-E-A-D-E-S-S-Y. That was smooth. But yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. So that's it for today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, you can follow us at the TWB pod 
on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. What shows should we talk about next? Drop us an email at thatwoodbankpod at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard, why not join the TWB family by subscribing to the podcast? And don't forget to leave a review. We love reading them.